0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 19th of May 2019 We're rushing along through this year already And to me it seems more so we're rushing through Because very recently I was having snow Lots of snow, more snow than I've ever seen before because of global warming And since then there's been a few days of nice weather on and off But there's been a lot of rain as well And I, I, I suspect there's going to be an awful lot of rain this year As snow basically is just a form of of rain, isn't it? It's turning into rain now. And I hope it's not going to be one of these terribly, terribly, really wet, wet summers like I've had a few years ago. Actually, not even a few years ago. So I'll wait and see. But the world goes on, and that's what most folk never really catch on to, as we speed through our little lives. And they're our little lives, aren't they? As I say, most people... And really we've all been there amongst the most people, haven't we? but most people uh, live day to day in a sense, and the younger you are, the more so you'll you'll just drift along from day to day and uh, you'll you'll absorb yourself your time with what's laid on for you to absorb yourself with which is television internet uh, or or parties or whatever else you're into, and that's all given out there for you to to use because Humanity's managed. Managed awfully, awfully well, actually, and as time goes on with all the sciences, it becomes much easier to to manage all the people. That's what Brzezinski said. He said it was much, he, says, he said years ago, it was easier to basically control and, and police a million people rather than kill them. Then he said, with the technologies they had at the time he wrote his last, that book in fact, he said that it was now easier to kill a million people than to just simply police and control them. So it's amazing the sciences that are constantly at work, and we're trained in a sense not to even look at them. Or if we do look upon them, and the whole world sees them, it's a form of legality where you're half sleeping in a sense when you read lots of articles, but they're legal. Legalities, it's like legalities used to be put into newspapers, still are in fact if you want to put something forward, and it's then noticed, it's called a notice, a legal notice in a newspaper. A lot of stories you understand are actually legal notices. When you're told, for instance, after 9-11, that you'd all have to give up freedoms and liberties for security. That was a legal notice. Uh, the papers across the world, the Western world, ran with those stories because well, we're all, the whole thing was, it was to be a, a global system to be, to brought in. You couldn't suddenly have America or Canada brought in in, uh, in a system with, like Fortress America against anti terrorism. Yet the whole plan was to get the whole world involved in it for a big change towards the global system. Really, from World War I with the League of Nations, which was the embryo for world government. And Bernard Shaw and many others spoke openly about the need for a form of meeting place for, for members of all nations to meet and, and basically run the world. And that would include trade, it would include warfare, systems, armaments, all that kind of stuff, health, in fact, the League of Nations had this early—it was almost a kind of resume—had set up to give the public on eventually eliminating all all um, the diseases with with vaccines across the planet, things like that. Very old agenda, you understand. But but the whole thing is is to be a global system, and you don't realize just how much of a global system it really has been since then. Even with World War Two coming along afterwards, and then forming the United Nations, the pretty well openly declared at the time after World War II uh, that the UN would be a world government. They were very open about it, but the public were not quite ready even then to give up their national sovereignty. It doesn't go away because those behind the scenes, and that includes financial as well, naturally, a financial international system, wanted a globalised structural system, and the problem, that they saw, they foresaw, even before you would get to a global system with a, a kind of global parliament, what they foresaw was the possibility that people wouldn't go along with the dictates from a vague superpower over over the whole planet, basically. It's difficult to, to feel anything towards an abstraction like United Nations. It's far away. It's not on your land. It's bad enough if you have a federal government in a large country like Australia, or Canada, or the US, and Latin American countries, massive countries. It's bad enough when you get a federal government that seems so far away from your local area, so you split up into provinces or states. But even at that, it's not so easy to relate to people so far away from you. When you create a world government, or even a EU parliamentary system, Which was to be part of it Getting getting to the world government system The European Union In countries like Britain Again it's an abstraction It's over the water somewhere And people from other countries Nations and cultures Are are, are all involved in it So it's difficult for people to relate to it Never mind just go along with it So with a world government You can imagine how bad that would be For for the general population So they foresaw the difficulties And They also knew that people might not want to simply give up sovereignty, national sovereignty. They they discussed many ways of bringing it in, bringing a global system. And of course, terrorism across the world was one of them. You have to go into the teachings of military academies for the last 50 years or more. And you start to get the gist of... Where they've been taught to say the end of warfare could only come, that the topic warfare like national warfare could only come obviously through from the end of nations. That's what they were teaching their officer group in different officer training facilities in Britain and elsewhere. But the thing is too, how do you control the public who might not want? that they might not want to obey orders that simply float from some far-off place that they couldn't relate to. Well, they they went through all kinds of scenarios to make the people pull together financial crisis, economic crisis, because government, local government, which becomes a provincial-type government, local government, and that that means national government basically in, in the EU circles, basically loses its authority over the public. If they're really subservient to some superpower above them. And they thought that crisis might, might bind them together. And they thought too that training at least one generation, if you get one generation from birth born into a post apocalyptic system of terror or 9 11 situation, for instance, who 25 years later would be 25 years old. And that's all they've known, is anti-terrorism. They've never known privacy, and they think it's all quite normal. Well, let the older ones die off, which they do, naturally. If people get older, they get sicker, or they become disinterested, because, or they give up on society. They've seen the cons of wars and, and, and money and economic scams on a large scale across the planet, on which they pay for, of course. And they give up, they give up, and they pull out of it, and a lot of them just simply stop voting altogether. There's no point, and they, they, they know that. So the younger ones are left to vote and so on, and they're easier led when they've already been conditioned into a natural system to them of perpetual warfare under anti-terrorism. And they're already geared into the system with, this, with another superimposed indoctrination top of climate change from school onwards. So they're perfect for it And they'll sail into it quite naturally And I think it's for the good of all It's a war to save the planet It's it's a war of the people on the planet So the people are the enemy According to the Club of Rome And therefore they go along with it all quite naturally These things were worked out so long ago All these strategies So long ago Back in, I think, the 60s They had quite a few movies funded, of course, to put out there very good movies on overpopulation of the planet, and everyone knows the one that's called Soil and Green. And it came from a book called Make Room, Make Room, and the author talks about that. The whole idea was to, was to get the readers involved in, in, in believing that there's too many people on the planet. And they'd have to submit to a super authority to control them all. And it was based on a Malthusian concept you see, of running out of food and all the rest of it. And they also had in that movie, interesting enough, a form of global warming, because in all the in actual movie version, you'll see it's always so hot, etc., etc., and nothing would grow. But the same period had another one called No Blade of Grass. And again, exciting for youngsters to watch, and these folk have to escape a, a, a crumbling city where a fungus that came out attacking all life forms duty to man, man's pollution, of course, then these people had to get out and get little bands together and try to lead them to safety outside in uh, rural areas so they could survive things that, that suck young folk into it that, because you you, be, you become part of the movie you're watching that's what, how books work two novels work. you become part of the people you identify with them. And so that's the hook, and along with the hook comes the, you might call it the syringe of indoctrination that comes with it that will stick with you for the rest of your life, Jeremy And it's been going to go for an awful long time You have no idea how much indoctrination comes from fiction Because our guards are down, we're not expecting to be indoctrinated through fiction and that's why, uh, if you look into the, uh, the different advisors to scripts in Hollywood or even novels, in fact, you get a lot of input from uh, psychiatrists and psychologists and neurologists and behaviourists and all the rest of them. Big money involved in, in conditioning all of us. Right down to inserting certain, it's called political correct topics. Your updates for what you now must believe or how you now must behave or whatever it is Into into the fiction to, or into novels or well. even children's books Inserting it all in there too So that they'll, 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 they'll believe growing up that there's a battle on for the planet And they're part of it because you're the good guys And everybody else is bad There's always a war on this planet Always, there's never peace When you think this piece, is because you've pulled out of it all for a while. And even then, you'll be hit with it when you see little notifications in your mailbox or whatever to do with certain carbon hikes, because you exist there for the great you for all the carbon, etc. I said, this is old stuff to me, because I, I talked about it all long before it hit the public, because I followed what they were up to. And they do publish stuff for themselves all the time on how to introduce all these things. And they never change, they never get off the track that they, they're on. Uh, you understand that too. The, the massive bureaucracies that run this planet, uh, directly from federal governments and then indirectly too, well, it's all from federal governments because they farm out so much of it to thousands and thousands of, of agencies now that run our lives. And, and including, you know, psychological associations and, again, behaviorist associations, we pay for all, we pay for dearly for indoctrination. It was interesting going back to the old THX 1138 science fiction movie, futuristic movie, where everyone lived underground, and very high-tech society, and people were drugged basically, for the jobs that they had to do, still needed humans for certain things. And the humans themselves were constantly drugged and monitored and all the rest of it. And they were unaware that they were getting monitored all the time. But they had Robocops, basically, these Robocops, with big kind of uh, stun sticks that would torture them and, and test them. But you actually see in, a, in one um, section of the movie, where I think it's Duval as the main character, he's, he's being he's been prodded by these electric sticks, by the Robocops, and as they're shocking him, you see it pans off into a bunch of scientists looking at it's almost like medics in a sense all his conditioning and reading all his conditioning response condition responses and his nervous system and and his chemical readouts automatically very quickly and it, it it reminded me that we're all living in this already aren't we a system of massive observation. You have the technology out now where, yeah, the wear watches and all the rest of it, they constantly monitor your blood pressure, pulse, and all the rest of it, and your breathing rates. And no doubt at all, uh, it'll go into, it probably goes into a lot of other avenues as well. Uh, They analyze even fear, I'm sure, from your sweat and things like that. So we're, we're really going in, if not, we're already in, the system of THX 1138 without it being so obvious as an onlooker watching the movie. For those in the movie, if it, was, if it was real, they'd be oblivious to the fact that they were so closely managed and monitored, and even their sexual releases were supplied to them in various forms of one or another. So we're, we're in a system of massive observation and these movies just didn't come out of the blue by themselves it really didn't there's much science fiction as they call it that really was based on reports of their day and before that where the writers the authors were in with the futurist groups of the day they were employed by big think tanks in fact To to try and foresee what the future would be According to all the data they had at the present time Where they could take it and how they could constantly dominate Remember, power always must know what's going to happen It must lead the path of what's to happen By owning all the tools that they foresee will be used up and coming In science and, and, and every possible other domain So that's what they do And that's how the world is truly, truly run uh, nothing happens by itself. Uh, it's like today, for instance, we we hear about the that uh, the, the Guinness saber rattling with Iran, and we all know from previous talks and so on and disclosures that uh, Iran also was on the list, the famous list from the nineteen hundred, the nineteen nineties. I but it was also on that list that General Wesley Clark talked about on a couple of TV shows, including Democracy Now!, and he said there was a list and he he named the countries and a whole bunch of other countries were to be taken out as well when George Bush was in after 9-11. So, we lived through scripts and the actual plan for that was drawn up before, in, in the 90s, as I say. And they always it might take 20 years to get round to wiping out some of them or even longer but' they'll, they'll do it because they never go back on their plans and when you believe that you have a country uh, that truly serves your interests good luck in finding out uh, any truth to that that statement that they serve your interests you'll never know what your governments really up to because they're, they're, they're pretty well foreign, <laughs> all countries really They're pretty well foreign to the interests of the public They certainly have their agendas But they'd, they don't uh, really have uh, agendas that the public are to be told about Because you're treated like children And children shouldn't be told bad news if, you, if you're told bad news you might object And they don't want the hassle So they simply don't tell you Or they lie to you Quite simple, they just lie to you because you're children, that's, that's what you do. Don't, don't give the children nightmares. Uh, the children might scream to stop doing what you want to do and uh, you don't want that hassle either. So why bother telling them? You just gradually, one day, they'll wake up in some virtual reality, maybe <laughs> maybe they're already in it. It makes you wonder when you read some of the articles they're putting out today. But uh, in reality, you see, in reality, pinch yourself now. In reality, we're definitely managed awfully well. Because most folk don't catch on uh, Occasionally you'll get a ripple In the consciousness of the people When something doesn't make sense And they're forced to go along with it As we've had with, with a few a few different things In the past few years But otherwise they go back to sleep Because there's so much entertainment to, to Where you can get lost and, and enjoy yourself And forget your worries for a little, a little while Until you're back at work the next day I always think of Aldous Huxley, who, who out of all of them really gave you a few clues of what was coming and he also gave you a few warnings of what was coming so the man obviously did have some qualms about some parts of the agendas and he, he said that perhaps we we, uh, we use certain techniques were used on the public that could modify or change your behaviour or, or get to accept things that perhaps were not in your best interests that's what he said And that's about as far as any of them have ever come to actually warning you of what was coming down the pike. So, we have incredible sciences working on us from birth, again through fiction, uh, through television, through internet, and through education to make sure that, that in 20 years' time from being a child, you are the type of citizen that they planned you to be according to what they hoped you had achieved. In the world's big plan In 20 years time You will be created for it, you see And ready for it And you'll think it's all quite natural Which all youngsters do We all think it's natural how we're brought up Simply because how we're brought up all, All the things around us simply exist They're there, therefore they're natural That's what we think It's no different than when I think about A guy I knew Who was brought up in Vietnam During uh, the Vietnamese War And he To him it was normal to get up And go scouting uh, With baskets to pick up uh, Bits of shrapnel in his area For metal and they could take that And get it and the scrap yards Basically would buy the stuff And the children would do that and, and get some money for it That was normal to him You think of those that were born Even in Japanese prisoner war camps During World War Two. Most of them died, cause their parents were starved, pretty well, malnourished, uh, but some did, did live as well, and I think they've tried to portray some of it occasionally by, by in movies, by all folks suffering naturally, but when you see the one it was Empire of the Sun, showed you a, a story of a young British boy from a wealthy family, who ends up in a prisoner war camp. Run by the Japanese, and how his life went through different cycles or phases as he was in there for a few years, and he got by on on trading potatoes and so on for different things within the camp. On the one hand, it shows you how adaptable we are to situations, especially when you're young. Uh, but it also shows you that in the character in the movie that particular movie, was really different people at different phases of his life. The young spoiled, rich child, basically, of wealthy parents, who had lots of servants, and he bossed them around and even even threatened them, like maybe the adults would. And eventually he ends up kowtowing to to the Japanese overlords, and being subservient to survive, and and even as it wheeling and dealing to survive, too. So, We can be different people in our own lifetimes. We remember that too. And it's easy to judge. It's very easy to judge what people do. We're told how to judge folk, aren't we? More so than ever today. What's bad and what isn't bad? And who's bad? Without um, uh, basically letting it be known that everyone's bad at some time in their life. I don't know anybody that hasn't been bad at some time in their life. I don't know anybody, for instance, who has never been a bit crazy at some time in their life, or even for a night or two, through drugs or alcohol or something. That that's, It's a lot worse today, because it's so common. So, remember, too, when you start judging people, you, you, you have to, like the Indians would say in, uh, in Canada, you can't judge a person until you walk out a mile or two in their moccasins, which is a good saying. 'Cause if you walk in their shoes, well, who knows what they're going through. And we were taught to judge very quickly now. When you're being trained and what we're seeing today is, is the, the the viciousness that's that's been created as very professional groups are now using youngsters, as I say, like professional almost like the Bolsheviks before the Russian Revolution. You can see them being so ready to go, into action sort of thing. That's not a good sign at all, because mobs are always used to overthrow things, bring in different systems. It's always a different system than the one, the one that the, those who follow are part of the mob than they ever envisage, because they don't know the, the real plan, you see, but they're always used. And we see these things are happening today, when they, they're, they're telling youngsters who to hate. That's not a good sign. Everyone's been split today into genders or ethnic types and so on. And everyone's divide and conquer, of course. And there's big money behind all of this. It's not hard to find it. Which makes me always go back to the old James Bond movies because (laughs) in the James Bond movies, the threats didn't come so much from national governments. They came from incredibly rich people individuals, and also some of these individuals who made little private uh, cliques of themselves, little clubs themselves, they could run the world. That's what it was all about. That's what real, the real system is today that we're living in, in fact. When uh, it was announced openly for those who wanted to really get the message, it was announced by the Council on Foreign Relations that that it was time it was time, they said in an article, for the, the big philanthropists and those who wheel and deal, and probably the multi-billionaires and so on that run the planet, for them to come forward and stick up their positions and help to, to govern the world. Well, that, that was an announcement, again a legal announcement, that since happened, by the way, that wasn't put up for the public to vote on because you don't vote for these people. So why should the part of the mint being rich give them the entitlement to rule our lives in some, one way or another? Hmm? You see how we I mean, float through life but we don't really question it? And believe you me, if, if you don't question things, you'll, you'll end up in, in, a, in a, you're already in a, a form of a prison. Of course you are. In a prison, you're watched continuously in the panopticon system. I think Bentham or one of the guys in Britain in the 1800s came up with that idea where you could watch all the prisoners but they never know if you were watching them or not from a central hub. Well, we're all being watched now and just like prisoners, we now accept it because it's necessity, you see. I gave talks on necessity before. That's always what they use the reason for taking your rights and freedoms away. Necessity. And the sad thing is today as it always has been, there are plenty of people working for government uh, and even the, the lower orders, you might say, who will do their bidding of those who, when they're, they're told to use just simply br- use brute strength. They'll use it. They will use it. I can remember reading when, when I was a child. ...about the Highland Clearances and some of the places like the Island of Skye, for instance... And, ...and the people were getting toughed off the land that they'd lived on for thousands of, well, yeah, thousands of years... ...because the land was being given over to... There's a lot of finagling going on... ...but all the guys that were the present-day lords didn't have the land at all... ...but now they do, of course... They, ...they claim that they had it by ancient right and all that stuff... ...but a lot of the, the people were toughed out of their homes... And the houses were burned behind them. The crofts, you'll still still see the remains of some of these crofts, the kind of foundation walls, and, and some of the all all across central and uh, well and uh, northern uh, Scotland. It's just uh, incredible, overgrown with with grass and, and moss and all that. But you, know, you can, they're still there. But the fact is, the people were were tossed out, and they couldn't had nothing to carry anything with them. They were tossed out to die, basically. If you were poor, that's what happened. And they didn't have horses, they didn't have carts And they were tossed out and told to get off Whoever Lord's land it now was Or whoever he sold it to or whatever To put the sheep in And there was a few cases that were noted For incredible cruelty And cruelty was common then Because you can always pay guys To wear uniforms and use truncheons And batter the people And they battered the women Because it was women Who had a chance of just being battered but you'd still yell in, in, in disgust at what the, these, these uniformed characters were doing and some of them from, from from your own countries employed and put the uniforms on and they'd bash the people and outsiders too if it was the men you see the men already knew that if they said anything they, would, they wouldn't be bashed they'd simply be killed immediately no court, nothing, that's how it was so, never forget that in all ages it's easy to recruit people uh, who will kill and repress everybody else. Never forget that. And even all those ones who are chomping at the bit, who've been radicalized by big money groups, they'll be the same way. I hope you understand that. The fact that it's being allowed to happen it tells me that uh, your governments are not doing anything to stop it. And therefore, who, who are the governments really serving? What agenda are they on? Because they're supposed to be there to protect the people, aren't they? That means all the people. But there's more hate being spilled and spewed by those who, who, who want to have you uh, literally living in, in uh, mud huts, perhaps, to save the environment. And uh, they're radicalized, almost to insanity, some of them. And we're going to see more and more of this kind of thing happening. It's not healthy, but the governments are allowing it to happen. Actually, it's being promoted because the agenda is to bring you into a system of incredible austerity. And I won't go through it all again, because I've done it so many times before in the past. But that is that the agenda. Austerity is to bring you down from a higher standard of living, which gives you health and a bit of longevity, into a lower life expectancy, etc., etc., as I say I won't even go through that I've, I've done it so many times before to me it's just boring stuff because it's it's old hat that you know and, and you see it all happening so the future doesn't look good for for most countries and remember in I remember in the late nineties and and early and and uh, after 9-11 I talked about the, the coming uh, blackouts and they would tell you, oh, for, for, we'd have to save energy and there'd be coming blackouts and rolling blackouts, they called it. They tested them out across Holland and other countries and I kept all the articles and read them on the air, etc, etc, etc. Well, that's all to come for those who haven't quite got it because we're living through a script. Very simple. And the, the last few talks I've given, too, to do with eugenics And the fact that they're promoting That you take uh, euthanasia, basically Which has been sold to us as a dignified way of dying Which, and let's be honest, I've said it before too There's always been a way out for people Who feel sick, who are terribly sick and who are dying The nurses all know it, the doctors know it and so on But it's not forced upon anybody When you see the agenda being set up and mandated by the top from government It's a different agenda It's not there to help them at all It's an economic agenda And eventually it'll be mandatory The You simply take the pill and die They've had professors on Australia Pretty well saying that a few years ago And certain professors get a big Big ear, ear time to, to promote certain views You know darn well it's a government sponsored thing From the very high authorities Including world governmental system Of authority I should say because that's what they want, and and they float the trial balloons there and say, "Well, you know, if folk just hit a certain age and just died and left jobs for the younger folk, then it'd be what's wrong with that?" You see, and you think, "Oh, that's audacious! That's terrible!" But that's what's meant to be. It's a trial balloon to get the idea implanted there. It's almost like a disease hitting you and 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 embedding itself in you. That's how it's done. So the next step and the next step seems a little bit easier. Well, oh, well, maybe they're right. And it's just too easy to go along with it all. It's up to the people what they want. And believe you me, when they start looking at dollars and cents and they're valuing your life with, with dollars and cents, your system is not a good humane system at all. Not at all. And that's really what's behind that. People have the right to do what they want. And there have been many, many ways that people have used over. many, And a lot of it actually is getting taken away from them <laughs> through the different... Drugs are being withheld now Which they could handle themselves Which were meant to handle incredible pain And don't forget Don't forget Not everybody wants you to be bumped off by the state I hope you understand what I just said there The state might want you to bump off Because it might cost extra cash To keep you going on a few months Or even another year longer But you might live fairly comfortably For that whole year with the right medications Do so you see what I'm saying? You can't believe government when it comes down to what they're they're pushing. You can't do it. And then they want to take your organs as well. What? What? God help you if you have a certain DNA type and they want your organs and you're sick. I really mean that. Folk will be terrified to go into hospital shortly. I really mean that. I really, really hope you understand what I'm saying here. Because... When things start like this, they snowball and they snowball, and history has seen this kind of thing snowballing before. It's not pleasant. It's not good. And we're not here to serve the state. The state and the so-called public servants are supposed to be there to serve you, the people. I know it's a joke today, but one. But if you if you stop pushing for the, for your rights, you know, if you stop you'll be rolled over so quickly and have no rights at all. That's what anti-terrorism's all about, too. Of course it is. But anyway, after the gloom and doom stuff. Another thing, too, I meant to mention, too, because I, I forgot last week, was the previous week from last week, two weeks ago, I had mentioned about Japan's declining birth rate, But I forgot to mention, because it hit me one night afterwards, if I was thinking about it, and it hit me, some article I read a few years ago after Fukushima, they knew they'd have a lot of abortions afterwards because they were all terrified of having deformed babies because of radiation. So I forgot to mention that. The Japanese have incredible memories, indeed, to do with what happened to them with the two atomic bombs dropped at the end of World War Two on them. And they, they had the so called jelly baby, <laughs> almost transparent, some parts of the babies skulls and things that were born uh, for, actually for, for, for years and years after the, the bomb dropped so Fukushima has its consequences too and it terrifies people obviously you also saw the same thing with, with the, was it the Zika virus they called it in Latin America that they, the scare they put out there a couple of years ago and it suddenly died off. It just went, just disappeared, didn't it? But the whole thing was to get the the Planned Parenthood thing going again. And sure enough, women were terrified and run to get abortions huh, in those areas. You, you see, how it's easy to to use terminology like science and chemistry and biology and and use media to terrify the public. It's not healthy at all, and it's just too easy, isn't it? But. Uh, that's what we live in. We live in big agendas, and remember, in the 1800s, the 1800s, it was a time of of uh, industrial, massive industrial growth, uh, incredible outputs of of things, in industry. And it was a time of uh, the, Where they brought in the, the time in motions men Who would go in there and, and they'd see what, what was taking How long was it was taking to do each little job in a factory And they would tell you, hurry up, make you park the machines almost Until you had no life at all It was bad enough before they came in And then it was it was hell afterwards for a lot of people To get more profits out of the, the employees And more more profit for the items they were producing That's what it was all about and at that period too, from the time in motions, what people were looked upon as the masses by communism. And since then on, we've been the masses for capitalism. Because it's one and the same thing as far as I'm concerned. It's just a minority running the bulk of the populace, of course it is, And that's what we're living through and have been living through for quite a long time. The mass man, mass woman, Where the mass people and specialists run our lives uh, Even when when folk don't know it You have no idea how many layers and layers of specialists Are are there working on As I say, just the entertainment you're going to soak up To make sure you get the right downloads And you will parrot what what you saw in the movies And you'll think along the lines that you've been designed to think along That's how it's done and just like the professor in Australia who talked about living a 60 years and that's it you know, They don't want you to ever you know, collect a pension, of course Because you can save more money for well, for the big pay increases for those who rule you But you take the, the, the professor talking about that If you just kind of died off, etc and, uh, and left jobs for younger people That's straight out of the, the called liberal economies of the 1800s you know, Liberalism at that time was laissez-faire Laissez-faire, just don't interfere, and uh, people were disposable, basically. Profit was all that mattered. It didn't matter. There was no human anguish over what you did to the people who worked for you and destroyed their lives and killed them and so on. That didn't matter at all under the the liberal laissez-faire agenda. Still doesn't. Still there. Of course it is. And then you take it from that professor and you, and you go into Logan's Run, where everyone was born in an artificial system, no mating—it okay, was all done again, like brave new world type. No, no one knew their birth mother, for instance. Everyone had a chip in their hand that eventually would turn a different color when your time was up. And when your time was up, you lived your quota of years you were allowed, and you went off to into religious uh, what you thought was religious uh, nirvana, and you got to this new heaven. And in actual fact, you simply were eliminated. And you died. Well, you think about all of that? All these things technically are possible today because it's easy to... If you understand what a religion is, a basic religion as opposed to a belief, but a basic religion with its laws, regulations, and so on, and you understand how they work on the human psyche, it's quite easy to create a religion. Gorbachev mentioned it too, and he was the head of the Soviet Union, Michael Gorbachev, who was given the Presidio in the US as his base, his new base when he left the Soviet Union and became the top greenie guy for international socialism. And he said in his own writings that, the, the, that he was an atheist, he said, it was like a kind of question and answer, one of his books was a question and answer, almost like a, the Soviet style was almost like for children. Questions and answers, and and he's given you what were either real or, or presumed or possible it could be uh, questions. One of them was about religion. He said, "I don't I don't believe in gods or deities." He says, but later on in the same book he mentions that for the future of the world, he said that they would have to create a a, a, a form of earth worship, training the youngsters a form of earth worship. He said. For international socialism to work Well, that's your whole green agenda That's what we're going through right now And all, don't forget the Gorbachev This ex-KGB guy And president of the the Soviet Union Don't forget that he Gave a speech about International socialism Don't forget, just don't think it's dead He says we're certainly moving to the next phase It was always to be meant to be Worldwide, and those in the West Were all in on the big act as well Of course they were Margaret Thatcher introduced him to the world The so-called right-wing Margaret Thatcher And had him on her arm This new trendy Soviet Introduced him across the world to heads of state A few folk noticed and thought about it And clued in, lots didn't Most people wait to be told what to think about things And that's a sad truth and that's why it's easy for your opinions to be given to you if you're well-trained. As I say, when it comes to end of life, when the state is really looking at economics, then they've told you what your purpose is in life is. is to create finances for the planet and, and money through taxation for the planet uh, for a big agenda which you'll never understand. You're not supposed to understand it. But when you lose your value for life, and when you're literally looking at economics as opposed to giving people uh, proper treatment right to the end of life, and I mean proper, there, there, there can be no pain at all if they are given the right medications. And a lot of folk want to talk to relatives and so on. And because there's many things at the end of life that you can you, you you you've never said or told even the offspring and so on, and you can share it all. It's important. But what is disgusting, and I would say this, is a lot of these hospices they have today, that they've farmed out. As as they train the public not to look after their own, are not uh, even hygienic. Some of them they're all for profit, aren't they? We forget that. Sad state of affairs of the human condition When we've tossed the older folk out basically Very, very sad indeed And when you've done that You've also devalued your own life Because eventually it's your turn as well Who's going to help you? But I'm not here to say to preach The fact is, I want to mention that Remember you can still buy the books and discs I have at com and help me tick along. I always forget to mention it. Once in a while I go through a little spate and remember for a week, two or three weeks and then I forget again. But the fact is, we're going through such incredible changes. And you're trained up to each phase of change, and people don't know they're trained up to it. That's why they accept it as you roll over to the next step. And you can, I, I can see the steps have moved over in the last few months alone. Quite obviously. And now you're getting ready, as I say, for possibly the next war, no doubt, of other countries on the list. Uh, the, the famous list will have to go through it. And it won't be tolerated speaking out uh, against it, obviously. This is none of our business, apparently. We're here just to stay financial. And, and keep quiet we're, we're dealing with a form of intolerance now that like I've never seen before And it's getting worse and worse all the time There's an article here I don't know if I read it before But I'm, I meant to last week I think it was and It was this former US drug czar I like how they used the term all these czars eh? It's Russian again isn't it? It's a national focus on, focus on opioid epidemic Is overlooking a real culprit And it says Fentanyl and heroin are much cheaper And more accessible than Oxycontin, the former drug czar Bill Bennett explains, he was the nation's first drug czar. <laughs> he said money that the debate about the opioid overdose epidemic wrongly focuses on prescription drugs. While the government's opioid crackdown has involved reducing the supply of legal opioids and reducing painkiller prescription rates, black market opioids such as illicit fentanyl and heroin actually have been the driving force of the epidemic in recent years," said Bennett during an interview on Fox & Friends. So the nature of the problem has changed in the last two or three years. and He was director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy under President George H.W. Bush. It says now fentanyl and heroin They can get it for $2 a hit apparently heroin as well So they're really cheap It says when I was up in New Hampshire They told me you can pay $10 for a pill To get an Oxycontin But 2 bucks to get heroin 3 bucks to get fentanyl See, there's nothing Nothing is happening They don't know about <laughs> So believe you me um, there, There's many, many different drive, Different agendas on the go right now and you'll never get to told the truth on any of them, believe you me. But I do know of people who are in incredible pain and, have, and they can survive. And then they have for years on some of the stronger painkillers, prescribed painkillers. And they have functioned well on them because they, they don't overdo it. They're able to get through every day. And some of them even work. But the fact is now they're getting taken off their heavy-duty painkillers because of the so-called epidemic and addictions, and even though they're not addicted. And so they will. They're going to be in an incredible pain. Because a lot of the stuff that they can get now simply isn't up to scratch as far as the kind of pains that they have to go through. Or else they'll take drugs that will knock them out for the whole day and you can't function at all. So it's, it's counterproductive. There are many things you got to take into consideration here. But it's a good enough article, and it does have a bit of data in it about overdoses and statistics, etc. And um, it says roughly 30,000 overdoses in 2017 in the U.S. involved fentanyl or some other kind of synthetic opioid. 15,500 involved heroin, and 14,500 involved prescription opioid painkillers. And a lot of the ones that, that were prescribed, they, they got them from people who, they, they'd have were stolen from other people who had it prescribed to them. So there's a lot, sure, you'll always get that kind of thing happening, but the fact is there are more things going on than you understand because they won't tell you all the facts on, on their big agenda. But believe you me, if you need heavy duty painkillers and you can get them, you can't get the heavy duty ones. Hmm? You might just take that pill you're off a day. Think about it, folks. Now, I'm going to stop babbling here and get on with a few articles that to do with, again, our, our, how incredibly <laughs> managed we are on a micro level. Where, remember, the point of total observation is necessary for those who rule you. They, they, they're terrified of, of people doing things they don't know about. They want to know everything about you 24 hours a day. Anyway, they, you're getting them all meeting together now, and it says Jakinda Ardern won't rule out blocking Facebook if she to spread extremist content. I think she's part of it right now with a couple of other leaders. Macron, she's meeting with him in Paris, and other leaders too, has to go ahead and start, again, restricting what's going to be put out there or allowed out there until you have to be awfully nice and you live in a you live in the kind of world, actually, that uh, Fahrenheit Four Five One was about. If you see that one, there's a good uh, film version of it, where you'll see how the people act to, to a live television. You're part of the television, interaction with it, and how you're supposed to behave. It's all very, very nice and okay, and you know that's that's what you're supposed to get brought up in. And I, I used to be, I used to wonder about that movie because the the movie was done in Britain at the time, and they even showed you an incredibly ordered socialist system that they would bring in, where even when the the, the the when the state authorities were driving through the streets with loudspeakers telling them all come out in their front gardens, everybody in the house and so on, you see all these hundreds and hundreds of families guarding their front gardens obediently and never asking questions, and that's sure that's your system there. So, uh, again, uh, I'll put these links up on that. Also, you've got the massive hype about, and I won't go into that either, because it's, it's essential that you go along with it. You're destroying the planet and global warming and glaciers are melting and all that stuff. And all the species of animals are going to die. I can remember in the, in the 80s, they came out with the same stuff, but the species were going to all be dead. There'd be not, not, no future at all by the 90s. That didn't happen. and we weren't starved to death either, but it doesn't stop them because they, they use the same... Hype, uh, don't forget the stampede you like I heard That's what it's all about, giving you scary scenarios That was their own terminology, by the way From the top uh, leaders on this They must give you scary scenarios to get your attention To go along with things Anyway, they show you uh, in this article here The Jacob Schaafen Glaciered West Greenland And it says that uh, Satellites have detailed their abrupt change in behaviour Of one of Greenland's most important glaciers it says this one was the fastest flowing ice stream on the island, travelling at 17 kilometres a year. As it sped to the ocean, its front to end also retreated and thinned, dropping in height by as much as 20 metres a year. And it says, but now it's all changed And the same glacier is travelling much more slowly And its trunk has even begun to thicken and lengthen You see, it goes up and down And that's how the, even the polar ice caps go as well We know that too And don't forget too, uh, the polar ice caps have, Has its form of summer and its form of winter And they always thicken in the, in, in the winter time as well I've watched this my whole life long this, this, this nonsense going on As they get you ready for big changes To, to, to control you is isn't just about keeping warm or using less. It's about what you're going to eat, if you're going to eat at all. And, and less energy, because less energy means hardship, and hardship means illness, and illness means you'll start dying off with of things, you see. How the geography of climate change could make the politics less polarizing, it says, in this article here, too. The standard stories of that the high-tech blue states are pushing a green wave of massive investment emissions of gases that cause climate change. Meanwhile, the geo leaning red states are assumed to be part of what Ron Brownstein calls a brown blockade of fossil fuel producers that are drilling and burning and don't want to stop. It's so easy to tar anybody as good and bad, isn't it, uh, according to the, the agenda. But I'll put some of these articles up and let you read them for yourselves because there's too many, actually, to go through. Louisiana unveils an ambitious plan to help people get out of the way of climate change. Well, here's your big thing. In, in the late 90s and in early 2000s, I talked about some of the stuff that the, the, the big new forces that were coming out at the time that became Homeland Security and all that. They were talking about how they would use, I think it was the the, the Coast Guard in the U.S., they would give them the right to go inland 60 miles, then up to 100 mile all around uh, the US from the shoreline. and But at the same time that came out years ago, it was also put out that they would have to start moving people away from the, the shorelines. Native Nations put articles out on it too, that they didn't want people living too near the coast in the future. Well, they're using the same excuse to get you off the coastal areas, you see. And they'll have big plans for the coastal areas, I'm sure. So Louisiana unveils an ambitious plan to help people get out of the way of climate change, and uh, and that goes into the risk of running choices and homes and so on. I'll put it up anyway. But uh, another one too. These are the cities doing the most to combat global warming. And I want some global warming here. I demand to get some because this is what's winter past here. Like it was almost seven months. Seriously, I'm I'm still got heating on at home here, and it's almost June. So I demand my share of it. That's that's why I want to start a group up to be demand our share of global warming. Since we're paying all these carbon taxes, I'll put that article this one up too. It says that's a this collusion of a CDP, a non-profit group that pushes institutions to detail the greenhouse gas emissions often able to move faster than their national counterparts. Metropolitan authorities from London to Sydney and Boston, among the group of 15 setting out the most vigorous plans to achieve carbon or climate neutrality by 2050. If you have neutrality of carbon, you're dead. And if you don't put out carbon dioxide, you're dead. And carbon dioxide, by the way, is a trace gas. And it's completely invisible. It doesn't cause a haze. And it feeds the plants, which then produce oxygen. That bit facts don't matter, right? Doesn't really matter, does it? They've got insurance companies on it on it now too Louisiana Climate Deniers It says, attention, insurers say climate change is now the biggest risk And then this one here is to do with Florida If a new bill passes, Florida could fund a program specifically dedicated to assessing And preparing for the impacts of climate change We're going to get taxed on the ground, up. but that's austerity, folks hmm? And you're pay an awful lot for energy, because that was, that was the part of the plan that I read a few years ago. Where you, they said that uh, all your spending money would go to basic necessities and energy and so on. There you go. In a post-consumerist society. Governor Ron DeSantis announces major water policy reforms, and that's also for Florida. For I think it's Tallahassee that came out of this one here. This article, too. It's interesting, as I mentioned before, about the, the Japanese. Hmm? For the third or fourth year in a row, uh, the, the population has declined and decline for live births and so on. But the share of Americans not having sex, interesting as, as I say, how this study is like we're little animals, you see. The share of Americans not having sex has reached a record high. And it says the share of the U.S. adults report no sex in the past year reached an all-time high in 2018 How would be know they eh? say Underscoring a three-decade trend line marked by an aging population and higher numbers of unattached people But among the 23% of adults, or nearly 1 in 4, who spent the year in a celibate state, a much larger than the expected number of them were 20-something men According to latest data from the General Social Survey This is the one that studies everything that you do Like we're animals Because we're a herd, you see We're farmed Experts who study Americans' bedroom habits See there are a number of, of factors Driving the great American sex drought Age is one of them The sex is an older demographic Climb from 18% Blah, blah, blah This year reported No sex has consistently hovered around 50% and it's about but changing the other end of the age spectrum Maybe be playing an even bigger role A portion of Americans, 18 to 29, reporting no sex in the past year More than doubled between 2008 and 2018 to 23% You understand they've got targets to, that they want the society to come to That's why they study you like this If <laughs> you haven't figured it out, see And then you have U.S. births are the lowest in three decades despite improving economy Ties in with what I just read there. It ties in too with the Japanese one. With, with You see, it's all working. You see, it's working, working, working. See? And, uh, and at the same time, though, you get other surveys saying that the, the population is increasing because of mass migration. And, uh, and so on and so So you, again, you would understand they have different, it's multi layered what they're, they're giving you. They're looking at the traditional populations of the country. Uh, it's declined, declined, declining, 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 etc. So it's working, right? That part's working. And on the other hand they're always bitching there's not enough people left to, to pay off your, your, your debt, your national debt and so on. So which one is it they want? Hmm? Well, it doesn't make sense there's something else that they want. There's a different agenda. The data would improve the tech's ability to link together footage shot across a broad geographic space, allowing it to better track and identify potential targets, this article says and that's the intelligence community's research arm wants to train algorithms to track people across sprawling video surveillance networks, and it needs more data to do it. So there you are, to keep you safe. They want more spies, wherever you see, to watch you. So the, the Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Activity, this is called, ARPA, which is part of really DARPA. These are the guys who supposedly created the internet for, during the Cold War. Is recruiting teams to build bigger better data sets to train computer vision algorithms that would monitor people as they move through urban environments now, they already have that again a good movie you see is um, enemy of the state for those who haven't seen it i hope you should go back and see it and that was then and of course they have all that stuff but now they want more stuff to 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 watch you for if you go to the bathroom probably uh, so um it says, training data would improve the tech's ability to link together footage from a large network of security cameras Just like in the state, because they can track you from shop to shop by, by built-in cameras, private cameras Allowing to better track and identify potential targets hmm. So you're, you're, you're a potential target? I guess everyone is, eh? Computer vision is a type of artificial intelligence that allows computers to interpret images and videos Many law enforcement and public safety organizations already use the tech to investigate crimes Monitor critical infrastructure and secure major events that could be targets for terrorists That's what risk you're An early version of the tech was used to identify the perpetrators of the Boston Marathon bombings in 2030 Why didn't they stop it? According to ARPA the data used to train algorithms today is fairly narrow, which limits the tech's ability to dissect the wide range of situations they'd see in the real world. With the new data sets, officials aim to improve the training process and enable computer vision systems to connect footage shot from cameras positioned across a broad geographic area. It's to tap into all the private uh, stores and everything, and even public washrooms, no doubt, so they can, they can literally follow you anywhere you go. Even if you don't carry anything with you They, can, they, can, they, they monitor you with anyway right? So there you go It's a beautiful future The Chinese facial recognition startup Can identify a person in seconds They put out quite a lot of good stuff from China To show you what they're doing As opposed to what they do here And uh, they, have cam- they have glasses for instance That can Literally come up with little computer screens And, and identify people In seconds so, plans for the global leader leader in artificial intelligence by two thousand and thirty. A market where the facial recognition piece alone is expected to garner nine point six billion dollars by two thousand twenty two. And it's a Shanghai-based uh, YITU technology, in wide recognition for its facial scan platforms that can identify a person from a database of at least two billion people in a ma- matter of seconds. Isn't that wonderful? Hmm? Isn't that wonderful? Eh? And then he, then you get this. Here's what happens if you don't comply to the new system. You Understand, you see, you've got to, you've got to obey and, and allow yourself to be. You're a little minion, mm. for goodness sake. So behave like one. A man was ordered to uncover his face in front of a police camera. And then he was fined 90 pounds. So Metropolitan Police stopped and fined him 90 pounds. For disorderly behavior. And what was of disorderly behaviour? He tried to avoid facial recognition cameras in East London. They slapped him with a fine for disorderly conduct after he tried to cover his face with his hat and jacket when he spotted the controversial facial recognition technology in Romford, East London. The tense encounter was captured by BBC Click, which was filming the Metropolitan Police trialling of the use of the technology around the capital. See, BBC's part of uh, the British government and intelligence system Technology has attracted criticism and accusations of a Big Brother approach to mass public surveillance I love, I love what they say, it's got, like they're just starting a Big Brother approach And that's what you're, you're, just, you're just noticing it, who's kidding who? They were arresting folk with cameras in London when they first brought out the laws after 9-11 Just for taking pictures of famous places So how many little warnings do you need? The technology has attracted criticism and accusations of a big brother approach to mass public surveillance. Huh? Question mark. I question mark in what. While well, Scotland Yard says it will help the force cut crime, I always say that its use has provoked fierce pushback in London, already frequently named as one of the most surveilled cities in the world due to its vast CCTV camera network. I remember reading articles back in the nineties about the big big military industrial. Conglomerates, basically, at that time, already pushing into surveillance, because they said if they go into a world with no wars, that was the whole thing. There'd be no wars in the future in a, in a global society. In wow. the '90s, that was all you heard was globalism, globalism, and one-world systems, and and everybody accepted that. That's, that was the mantra for about ten years, and it didn't stop until 9/11 happened. You're back to being a nation because they need, need warriors to go off and fight abroad. you see? But that, but in the 90s, it was, all oh, we're so wonderful, we're global, blah, blah, blah. And that was a big thing. Oh, my goodness, how are we going to make money for our big, big war industries without war? So we're going to mass surveillance and stuff. That was going to be the future. That's what they said, folks. I've got the articles. So here they go. And uh, you're still all shocked when they, when they go with the next step and the next step and the next step. At least that's what they pretend. So it says, well, Scotland Yard says, yeah, Scotland Yard says, it'll be, oh, no, it's going to help them, it's going to help them, eh, blah, blah, blah It says, in the exchange captured in the BBC clip, the man is shown attempted to cover his face, then being pulled aside by officers He tells police, if I want to cover my face, it I'll cover my face They even say me face as though he's a low-class guy I'll cover me, me face, that's the way that they're saying it here Isn't it disgusting how they put the person down as lower class, huh? Just for their little push, this is a, it's like an ad dish, it's like a promo if you want to cover me face, I'll cover me face Don't push me over when I'm walking down the street But said I, natural thing Don't push him over when he's walking down the street Then he asks an officer How would you like it if you walked down the street And someone grabbed your shoulder You wouldn't like it, would you? The officer tells him, calm yourself down Or you're going in handcuffs, it's up to you Wind your neck in Wind your neck in The man replies, you wind your neck in After he receives a fine a man tells a reporter A man down the road she'd, uh, Had told him the police were Trialing the AFR technology So he had covered his face Well, that is not that his right? See, they're telling you you're a bad person If you want to cover your face up Because they want to see you This is intimidation Mass intimidation on the general public Just to be You're getting trained into all the sci-fis Of dystopian futures It's all here it's here, folks. And then the threat of a 90-pound fine. Oh, there you go. It said here that the Metropolitan last year promised, the Metro, they call it the Met, not to bring the technology back to Notting Hill Carnival after a public outcry at the use of automated facial recognition Kit at the Major Street Party in 2016-17. A damning report published last year by campaign group Big Brother Watch found the AFR kit used by the Met had a 98% false positive rate. So this is hell they're bringing in here, folks. So it won't matter. 98% false positive rate. When, when they can storm your home, grab you, because they got your face mixed up with somebody else's computer made a mistake. You're right into Brazil, the comical movie, the satire the Monty Python crew put out, the movie, Brazil, watch it, where, was it, Tuttle gets mixed up with a bottle in a bureaucratic foul-up and the guy gets wiped off the face of the map. See here, folks. A protester from the group appeared in the BBC clip carrying a banner stop facial recognition. The Big Brother monitor can be seen asking an officer of the man that had been taken aside, "What's your suspicion. And then a big brother watched activist questions a policeman About why a man was stopped recovering his face and the officer replies to him The fact that he's walked past Clearly masking his face from recognition So that's a crime now I would do the same, she replied And it gives us grounds to stop and to verify The policeman responds No it doesn't, the protesters fire back On the day the BBC was filming Three arrests reportedly resulted from facial recognition alone <laughs> Sure, Would they prove it to you ha <laughs> ha But that's what you've got now. That's the system you're living in. And you accept it step by step, and it leads the way to hell. Way beyond the Stasi in East Germany. Way beyond the the, the old secret police and and, and every totalitarian government. We're way beyond it now, under the guise of keeping you safe, you know. How often has that been used down through history? You're keeping you safe. A British general says there's no increased Iran threat in Syria and Iraq, prompting a rare rebuke by the Pentagon. See, everybody's got to get on board for this because it's on the list, right? There's been no increased threat from Iranian-backed forces in Iraq and Syria. His major general, Chris Gika and so he's, there you go. So they're bashing them back again. Oh, you can't say that, you know. So the British general was on the receiving end of a rare rebuke from the Pentagon for saying that. He's a deputy commander of Operation Inherent Resolve, the U.S.-led coalition fighting ISIS. Disputed claims from the White House that forces the Middle East are facing an increased threat from Iran or its allies. Well, facts don't matter. You it's on the list, and the list uh, isn't even yellowed with age. It should be, but they still do it. And time warp speed. This is this is like a, this is like a replay of uh, Bush's group at the time after nine eleven. Because It reminds me very right often time warp speed Congress demands urgent Iran briefing. you know I can remember the guys around Bush at the time said they were told ordered by Bush and uh, Rumsfeld to to bring in really um, very iffy It didn't matter how iffy any, any accusations I against, against the, the guys on the list were uh, bring them in and they would go with it basically the same thing yeah? Urgent Iran briefing. They don't want to hear anybody. In fact, at that, that, that time, these were, this came out in, in in documentaries afterwards with the guys around them. Some of these agents uh, admitting they were told not to put forward anything that was negative regarding an invasion to of Iraq, etc. But only positive things they could, even no matter how iffy they were. Well, here we go again. That's all I'll say about that. And also. Gene editing, will it make rich people genetically uh, superior? It's back to eugenics again, it's always been here, of course. And to talk about t- technologies such as gene editing offers unprecedented control of our own biology. The latest wave of medical advances including powerful DNA editing technology like CRISPR's uh, Cas9 is a source of excitement and optimism. Well, it won't be for us because we're supposed to, you know, we're not important enough to keep alive, apparently. They are using more advanced technologies and sciences in medicine to give longevity to the right kind of people who are awfully rich or important, you see. That's how they're, they're classifying all this stuff today. And there's lots of uh, uh, technologies now where they can, they can put certain plasmas into you of uh, antibodies that'll kill off different cancers if they want to. And it's, this is not make-believe stuff, this is fact. There's articles out there in the the newspapers about it Where some types of breast cancer in fact in stage 4 Have been uh, cleared up completely Quite amazing But will they give it to you? Ah well, that depends who you are And how much money you've got And how important you are This is a kicker too, eh? Here you have people having less sex supposedly According to the, 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 the big system That constantly monitors us And puts out questionnaires and all that but here's a fallen number of UK deaths. It hits the profits at a funeral provider. The provider's called Dignity. I guess that's from day. I'm not sure of it. But Dignity said there were 12% fewer deaths in the first quarter of 2019 than there were in the same period a year ago. Wow. Well, what, what do you know? I guess they better speed it up, don't they? For the profit, it says revenues of 8.1 million pounds, were 15% lower than the, for the same period last year. And underlying profits fell by 42 percent to £21.7 million uh, as the number of deaths fell 12% to 160,000. Well, goodness me, that can't go on, you know. Hmm? And then we have the, the whole thing with uh, this uh, Huey. It's, it's really just corporate warfare, really, for who's going to get the, the big business from national governments in the West. Uh, that's all it is with China, with Huawei, as far as I can see. Uh, that they, they want to ban, uh, um, this is, Huawei is now going to ban Cloud's US because of them getting hits with uh, accusations from the US on spying and all that stuff, especially just corporate warfare. And they'll know in the US who they want to give the contracts to. Big, big business, eh? Big, big business for the 5G and all the rest of it coming in. That's what it is And (laughs) for all those who just love All the gadgetry comes out Now hackers can steal your ID and bank details From a coffee machine And a cyber security guru warns uh, People using WhatsApp and smart TVs uh, Because literally The the folk can put it all together Find out all your passwords and everything And and hack everything And that's it, you're wiped out Quite something Poor Manning's been ordered back to jail For refusing to I guess accuse whoever they want to, uh, to accuse And uh, so the this character is back in jail again That's what they do, right? Eh? If, if you don't want to do what they tell you Testify whatever it is they want to testify And say against whomever And Russia too Russia corporate warfare Now that they're trying to raise the spectre Of the big bad, bad bear again I remember giving that talk in 1998 I think it was How if they need it again They'll they'll make Russia into the bad beer again And here you go There are big pipelines coming from Russia Into the west uh, uh, With crude oil And so the the recipients of this oil Are trying to claim That it's it's contaminated And it says The dirty Russian oil no one wants to pay for So the, the bills are due For millions of barrels of contaminated Russian oil But it's not really contaminated What you think It's actually it says, they discovered it was unusable, supposedly, so that the recipients are claiming. What they can, how they can do it, this stuff is generally added, this stuff is contaminated with, it's generally put in afterwards in a small quantity. And Russia claims that they didn't add it because they don't use it in the, in the bulk crude, you see. So if it's even there at all, it was put in afterwards, they're, they're claiming. But it's it's one point two billion dollars worth of stuff that they want to, that the West is claiming. Um, they want to reduce the the cost of it because they have to dilute it with with more and more crude until it's acceptable. And it's it's a shame, you know. But again, it's corporate warfare. We're seeing that's what we're seeing. It goes on all the time. Corporate warfare is vicious. I mean, it, it, the US countries to go to war over corporate warfare. That, that's what that is. If your war is an economic war, somebody wins, and uh, the peasants fight it for, for, for those at the top, and, and the corporations always win. Anyway, I've prattled on long enough tonight. But remember, to you can buy the books and discs, as I say, cuttingthroughmarriage.com. Go into the website and, and see if you want to buy the books or donate. If you donate, it helps me out and to tick along here. Because, as I say, I generally forgets, and I I really don't live uh, very high in the hog at all, believe you me. Uh, But uh, what's kept me going is the fact that what I have put out has such an incredible response from people all over the planet. And you'd be surprised at the amount of people who use the data. I've never mentioned you, of course, most of them, but everybody uses the data and puts it into their own shows and things like that, too. Or articles because it's all uh, verified, and it's not make-believe and its official sources. So remember, you can help me out too. And remember, if anything happens on any of the outlets that I have, go into my website, cuttingthroughmediates.com, and look at the other official sites I have listed there. That's also for you, if you want to send donations or... Purchase the books. The only place you'll get that is on my own official site. Anybody else, anybody else's site that's selling my stuff It's not mine. Well, it might be mine that they've copied, but I'm not getting the money for it. Believe you me. So if anything happens, go to cuttingthroughmeets.com. Look at the official sites that I have, all listed there on the com site. Make a note of them for the future use. And if any go down, you can always use one of them listed there, and still get hopefully the the shows as long as they can. And we're going into a time of fear, basically fear is the the, the prevalent word right now. It's present. It's a present word right now, fear, because the whole world is being trained to go along into the new system, and we're all bad little children, no matter how old we are. If we don't go along with it, it's not you know it's, it won't be pleasant as big, big systems have become so incredibly arrogant. And governments definitely are arrogant now, authorities are definitely arrogant And they're forgetting they're supposed to be here to serve the people, all of the people by the way And not just the very rich, those at the top So remember, don't get the world weigh down on your shoulders until it crushes you completely Uh, You've got to understand things, if you can, if you can handle it Understand things, but don't let it kill you Don't let the emotional anger set in That festers away and destroys you Don't let that happen You can't change anything for the better If you're you're disabled by it Everything that happens in the world takes years to change You can see how how many years, 30, 40 years In preparation for now To bring this whole totalitarian system into being very obviously to do with the climate and all the rest of it, and all this nonsense. It took years and years of preparations and billions and billions of dollars to set up the organisations that front for all. And it takes a while to start to come out of things. I mean, you might have to start the, the system to come out of all before it's even all implemented and, and, and it won't take effect until 30 years from now. You just don't know. That's what Orwell was getting at with O'Brien in 1984. Where Brian says, well, your system won't change anything. Well, maybe in a thousand years. and In other words, it takes a long time for things to snowball gradually, gradually, for the changes that you might desire. But mankind, humankind, I should say, to be, keep everybody happy, humankind has had horrors down through history. It's never been a, a bowl of cherries Because there's always power and powerful forces at work in the world. And there's always psychopaths in charge of the powerful forces. Because they're attracted to power. They enjoy and love power. They live for power and more power. And they've they've made life hell throughout the planet and every culture at some time or another. Therefore, it's, it's more imperative that you train people to spot it and to spot them. For a better world to come into being And they can take all forms Very cleverly All, all forms of Even nice people Who become completely intolerant of course <laughs> And want you all to behave the way They want you to behave But they always start off pretending they're nice So be very very careful Of the deceptions in this world Because that's what the world's about It's deception And it is a battle It certainly is a battle between good and evil, and the balance in between. From myself, Alan Watt from Interior Canada, this good night to be a God or your god school with you.